You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to It's All Dead. I'm Kyle Hawk, Editor-in-Chief at itsalldead.com. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. On a Wednesday evening, August 15th, summer's coming to a close, and uh, I've been talking with the other uh, It's All Dead folks about, I don't know, doing a podcast about summer music, and it seemed like... uh, now is the time since summer's almost over, so we're going to do it. But um, really excited to be joined this evening by Nadia and Kyle. Uh, good evening. How are you? I'm doing pretty, good. Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I appreciate both of you uh, joining this evening to talk about this. And so we, I, I've mentioned on the podcast a few times that at the site, we've been doing this thing this summer where we have been doing summer soundtracks i think each of us have done at least one where we've written like a feature on a particular album that we tend to go back to in the summer and and when i thought about this i was thinking of it kind of like here's the deal i was outside mowing my lawn and i was listening to a particular album that i wrote about for the site and realizing i never listened to this except for the summertime and when i listen to it in the summer i really really love it which then made me think there must be something to this. So that's kind of like where this went. And I know both of you wrote about uh, albums that are meaningful to you in in the summertime. Um, But I guess getting started in in that conversation, and tonight we're going to talk about some of our favorite summer albums. But before we get into that, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like, uh, what is it about summer that makes certain albums just feel right uh you know nadia i know you wrote about the lydia album but like as as you started thinking about okay i'm gonna write about summer soundtracks like what went through your mind as far as like what you look for in a summer album when i think about the summer i think about a lot of nostalgia like you know summer vacation being young and not having anything to worry about i mean i have a heck of a lot to worry about now but it's fine and you know (laughs) holds a different weight for me now but yeah i think it's just about being young, going to the beach, stuff like that, you know, like just making memories with your friends. Yeah. And I know when you wrote your article, you talked a lot about like going to the ocean, like visit the ocean with family. And it seemed to be based a lot on memory. Yeah, definitely. Kyle, what about you? What stood out as you were kind of thinking about it? Uh, For me, it's mostly road trips, like specifically late night road trips during the summer months especially during college it was me and a bunch of friends just in a car driving until the most ungodly hours in the morning just listening to everything and anything and a few soundtracks stood out um the one i wrote about was a road trip to southern indiana like during the day with my friend and his mom before we even had cars so just a lot of it's just a lot of travel uh soundtracks yeah I, I know, so like last fall, we Kyle, you and I did like a autumn music podcast and it was kind of the same thing where, again, going back to the memories. And I know with uh, at least a couple of the albums and I, you know, it, it was really hard once I started like writing down like summer albums, I realized that there were a lot and, uh, and a lot of them do hold uh, memories. I can attach them to a place in time uh, particularly the summertime and it, it kind of makes uh, kind of good memories stand out in my mind but I also feel like there's kind of a sound 
to a summer album too. And and Nadia, what I thought was interesting about when you wrote about Lydia is that you kind of talked about the fact that like maybe the album you were writing about didn't necessarily have a summer sound, but in saying that, that almost implies that there is a sound to like a summer album. Like what what were your what are your thoughts around that? Oh yeah, there's definitely a sound to a summer album. I can tell you Lydia's Illuminate, it's not it, but as your resident emo, here I am. But yeah, no, there's definitely a summer sound. It's got a lot of energy, you know, like you really, there are certain things that you look for. Like the way that we literally, I mean, whether it's official or not, name a song of the summer. I don't know what this year's is. I don't listen to mainstream radio lately, but like think about Despacito. I think that might be the song of the summer. Um, Like just, I don't know. Just that idea of something that you can't get out of your head, something that's always on the radio, uh, you know, something that when you're on a road trip will play a million times until even if you hate it, you can't turn it off. Yeah. Kyle, what were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts on it is just something with an amazing amount of energy, something that wants to get you out and about and just doing stuff. Um, like my my main summer albums that I can think of are like My Chemical Romance and Green Day uh, just something that has an insane amount amount of energy behind it that just it really gets you in the mood to just be active. Yeah. And so like obviously all of us are biased in some ways because of like the website that we write for and like pop punk is a genre that just sounds better in the summer, right? I mean there there's something about like that that genre and that scene that just fits summertime in my mind oh for sure it, i mean it, it's basically synonymous with warp tour and almost right fest at this point yeah nadia do, i mean is there a genre for you that kind of sticks out in your mind in relation to summer uh i'd say pop punk for sure but also i think there's this there's this like subgenre that's called dreamo that I learned okay. about because Spotify told me that's all I listened to, apparently. <laughs> um, so it's bands like Lydia from Indian Lakes, uh, Isley, uh, yeah. even some of Copeland. Like, that's kind of softer sound, but still, like, light and airy. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. That's what I think of summer. Because, like, yeah, it Copeland is very much an autumn and winter band I for know, me. I you'd think it. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. I have an um, album for every season though, so Yeah. Well, okay. So what is do you have what's your summer Copeland album? Cuz my I think if I had to pick one for summer, it might be In Motion, but I'm not 100% sure. I actually like Beneath Medicine Tree for the summer. Mm. There's something about a band's first album that especially especially Copeland's that sounds so like new and fresh to me. That makes me think of summer. I would agree with that. It's very poppy. Like there's a lot of uh, energy behind it. It's just something, it kind of fits with, I don't know, warm weather in a way that the rest of their discography just doesn't. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the first line of the album, let me Google it right now. Something about fields of wildflowers or something like, um, like that's definitely Little firefly. Yeah. Like it's definitely summer. I know you probably can't see it now, but. I'll get you there at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm there. You you guys won me over. And and come to think of it, speaking of memories, I now remember, I have a very vivid memory, uh, a very vivid summer, summer memory of driving around Louisville, Kentucky at nighttime 
crying my eyes out listening to when Paula sparks. So, um, so there you go, everyone. We've decided it. Uh, Beneath Medicine Tree, summer album, and that's the end of the podcast. Thank you. Good for you. <laughs> oh man, why are so many of my like vivid memories involve me crying? That that, that feels bad. That I don't know if, what that means. But... You mispronounced the word. Hooray! <laughs> I mean, we all like emo music here, so, you know, we just gotta, gotta accept it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask about Song of the Summer, but I'm kind of realizing that I'm drawing a little bit of a blank myself. I'm not sure. Um, somebody out there knows what the Song of the Summer was this year, but I, it's not me. Maybe. So. I don't want to even say it. Maybe it's the Kiki song. I don't even know the real name of it. What is that? I don't the, even know what that Drake means. Song, that Drake Have you song not? About- have you not seen the videos? They are the <laughs> best thing that has ever happened in the history of ever. Oh, oh, but I, w- I was going to say Nice for What uh, by Drake, maybe being Song of the Summer. Is that the same thing? I have literally no idea. I just enjoy people falling out of cars. Same. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I haven't seen the video or any. Oh, you have to look it up afterward. Okay. It's solid comedy. So. <laughs> oh, it's it's literally the best. It's enjoy my sense of humor please so i don't feel alone <laughs> is it meant to be funny oh my god it's teens yeah. hurting themselves on the road all right <laughs> well congratulations drake once again uh you've foiled us all <laughs> um <laughs> okay uh let's talk about these albums shall we um i will i'm gonna kick it off all right so um I, i'm just gonna be selfish and i'm gonna go first. you do you so, yeah. Uh, so what I did, I made a list and then I realized the list was too long. So I narrowed down the list to three albums and I did a thing. I did a new album, an old album and an unexpected album. So I'm going to start with the unexpected album, which is the one I wrote about, which is Cobra Starships, Viva La Cobra. And, you know, really, I, I wrote all there is to say, but if you don't like reading and you don't come to our website, then I'll uh, just say it now. But I don't listen to Cobra Starship any other time of the year. And I don't listen to any other Cobra Starship album. But Viva La Cobra, I do listen to every single summer. And I know every single song like the back of my hand. So I, I this is the song or this is the album where I was outside mowing my lawn and reali- listening to the album, realizing how much I love it, but only in the summertime. So it kind of, that's what kind of got my gears turning a little bit on this. And Cobra Starship has some good memories for me. It's not like I, I think back and like, oh, Cobra Starship, you know, what a great time when this album came out. But certainly uh, the the summer of 2008 was a fun summer. Uh, it was the first time I went to Warp Tour and I saw them play. Uh, William Beckett came out to perform the uh, Bring It, the Snakes on a Plane song, which was really uh, fun to see. I think about the bright neon colors. Um, I think about how it kind of brought back a lot of different 80s elements into it, which I've always been a huge fan uh, of the 80s as somebody that grew up in the 80s. I guess that makes sense. But um, in the past few years, that's become like a whole other genre of indie rock as like 80s inspired kind of indie pop music. But um, yeah, Viva La Cobra, I feel like was doing that a little bit sooner. And it was kind of right before they were on the radio and stuff. So it's not it's not like full of hits or something, but it's like you listen to it and you could totally see how if it had come out two or three years later, some of those songs would have been on the radio. But it's just, it's poppy, it's light, it's fun. 
and it draws a lot of really interesting influences. So uh, that's on my list. And that, that's my weird one. Uh, new, I went with Dua Lipa. And the reason uh, I did that, her self-titled album, it's her only album so far, I've been listening to it nonstop this summer. Like it's, it's literally it's gotta be my most listened to album this year. Um, I cannot stop playing it. It's just a, it's a perfect, it's just a, it's a, just a brilliant pop album and you can listen to it out of order and pick and choose and just kind of like enjoy yourself. Or you can listen to the album as a whole, uh, which I enjoy because it kind of has a narrative arc to it of like the beginning and end of kind of a, uh, a messed up relationship. And so, um, Really, it's fun in that way of no matter how you choose, how much time you have, you can make that album work. Um, and it's just been a, it's a blast. And, you know, pop music is certainly really great in the summertime. Um, and finally, my old album is Under Oath, They're Only Chasing Safety. And I was telling Nadia a little bit about this before we got started. I mean, I've talked so much about Under Oath uh, over the years now that everybody's rolling their eyes right now. But um you know, this is the album I can trace back so much of the music that I listen to and love uh, to this album. So it came out in 2004 and I that CD literally did not leave my car's stereo that summer. Like everywhere I went, I was listening to it. And uh, it's brilliant because it was kind of a, a step into heavy music for me. But that album like is kind of a pop album with screaming on it, uh, which is what is so brilliant about it. And uh, it's just, it's, it, it was the height of just kind of like pop screamo and they really did it better than anyone else. And it's just kind of like perfect album to sing along to in the car. So uh, those are my big three. Um, all right. Um, what, uh, Nadia, why don't you go next? What are your three? All right. So I guess I kind of did the same thing because there's an older one, a newer one and an unexpected one. So I guess maybe I'll go in the same order. My unexpected would be Electra Heart by Marina and the Diamonds. One of my absolute favorite albums um, ever. Love that one. I just think it's such a great pop album and I never get sick of it. And it's just got so much energy that it sounds great for the summer. Honestly, I think that's kind of what wraps that one nice. up. Well played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, then you went with old so i guess the oldest one on my list would be paramore self-titled even though that is 2012 2013 um if you've listened to me talk about paramore ever either on twitter uh on instagram on the podcast in an article you you know that paramore is my favorite band it will always be my favorite band long live Haley williams um that self-titled album is just so important to me um for reasons i can't explain and or are too personal to speak about but yeah, it's just such a great album. I'll never get sick of it. Even the um, the extended version that they did with like the Red Rocks live uh, album. Like, and then they did, I think, three extra tracks that are also very worth checking out. If you haven't listened to those already, just again, great stuff. Yeah, real quick, I'd be interested in hearing uh, Paramore self-titled is kind of a longish album is that an it's album that long. like you like to listen to in full or do you yeah chop front it up? to back okay absolutely. wow cool what's, yeah absolutely what's your favorite track on it oh don't ask me that um <laughs> i think 
I think Last Hope. I think Last Hope might be my favorite. That's a good but one. But there's something about part two being a continuation oh, of when yeah. the, uh, Let the Flames Begin that makes me just, you know, melt. It's fine. I'm only a little Paramore obsessed, but whatever. <laughs> Those are good choices. Um, but yeah. And then my newer album is 2015, and that's the Front Bottoms Back on Top. Their first Fueled by Ramen album. Um, sensing a theme here, record label-wise. Yeah. But... Yeah, great album. Again, totally, totally summer worthy. I think they actually released it in the summer. Um, they have a song called Summer Shandy on it. I don't know if that helps you guys out um, with finding the theme, but <laughs> still, great album. Oh, it was released in September. Okay, I tried. It works. Um, and yeah, Fueled by Ramen has a pretty good run of summer albums. I think Cobra yeah. Starship was released on Fueled by Ramen. So yeah, that's a good good place to go. Um, cool. Sweet list. Kyle, let's hear yours. Uh, mine has a weird theme to it that I didn't really notice until after I wrote the list down. And that is one of my closest friends. Uh, he and I used to share the same taste in music for the most part. So the year after graduation, I had never, in high school, I had never listened to Green Day before. And he introduced me to Green Day's American Idiot. And that became my all-time obsession of... On a scale I never really precedent, I'd never experienced before. Um, I listened to American Idiot nonstop for at least two years, just front to back, nonstop. It's just, it's the first time someone else introduced a band to me that I fell in love with. And he introduced it to me in probably late June, early July, uh, the year after graduating high school. And it's just, it completely took over my life. And I've never looked back, and it's still one of my all-time favorite albums. I so I I know they're one of your favorite bands, but you you actually hadn't listened to Green Day before American Idiot. Like you didn't hear anything off Dookie. You didn't hear uh, whatever that dumb song was that everybody played at the graduation. <laughs> like you, you'd never heard Green Day. I'd heard the songs, but I'd never really invested time into them before. It was just. It was just another band out there somewhere in the ethos where it's just they were there, but I hadn't paid attention to them. Gotcha. And American Idiot hit me so hard where I went back and listened to everything front to back of everything they'd ever put out. Cool. Carry on. Uh, next up after that, a few years later, um, he and one of my other close friends went to they went on a trip to Mexico for a few weeks. And while they were gone, the Fratelli's Costello music came out. And I was on summer break in college, and I heard this, and they got really big for a little bit because one of their singles was on the uh, iPod commercials, and it was such a good song. And I found their album on release day, and I listened to it nonstop for days, and I just waited for him to get back uh, just so I could introduce a CD to him because I knew he was going to love this album. And the day he got back from Mexico, I walked in and I was holding this CD and I just go, I've got a surprise for you. And he goes, I've got a surprise for you. And we both pulled out the exact same album at the same wow. time as Fratelli's Costello Music. And we were both just staring going, oh my God. <laughs> and we shared it with literally everyone we could find uh, for like a year. That's a great story. <laughs> And uh, the last album that I can come up with, it's from, it's in relation to the same guy. He left for the military uh, during college, 
and one of his favorite artists was Jason Mraz, and I fucking hated Jason Mraz. I wasn't a fan at all, and he was leaving for the military, and I was during uh, one of my last years in college, and I'm just working on projects late into the night, getting ready for summer, just counting down the days until I'm just done. And I was at computer labs until five in the morning, night after night after night, and just losing my mind. I needed something. And I went to Jason Mraz's Mr. A to Z, and I listened to it day after day after day after day until the next year of college started. And, you know, uh, my friend wasn't there with me anymore. It's just me by myself listening to this album. But it was one of those things where even after he was gone, I connected with him on a weird level that kind of back trace through our friendship and it was just one of those things where I wish I'd discovered uh, Mraz earlier than I did because I think we could have really connected over that uh, sooner well um, so Kyle was late joining the podcast and in order <laughs> in order to uh, kill some time I, I was telling Nadia I was going to guess the albums that were on Kyle's list did not get any of them right. Yeah, we were very wrong. And oh snap! Now that you say them, I'm like, I, I wouldn't have guessed Jason Mraz, but the the other two <laughs> I definitely knew and just blanked on. So, uh, congratulations, Kyle Schultz, you've stumped us once again. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, we. So I, I think it's fair to say all of us made lists longer than three. So I'm going to rattle off a few other albums that didn't make the cut for me for this podcast, but they're actually making the cut because I'm going to say them anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I put down uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion, duh. Uh, Boys Like Girls, the self-titled album. This one was hard not to put in the top three because I mean it is kind of a definitive summer album for me. And I only listened to it in the summer, a day to remember homesick. This is, so I get really emotional and nostalgic about everything. So for the final, my final warp tour date this summer, that was the album I chose to listen to while driving out to the venue. Um, Nice. It was a very calculated decision. Uh, Any album from MXPX uh, clips, Lord Willen, Lincoln park hybrid theory. And then Dr. Dre's 2001, and the reason that this made the list is because I took a road trip recently and uh, had made a playlist and still DRE came on and we almost had to like pull the car over. Like it was that the the physical reactions were so uh, intense that it wasn't safe to be driving on the highway. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a great, al- this is a great summertime album. And so uh, there you go. All right. Uh, anybody else have some others that they didn't didn't quite feel like uh, talking a lot about, but are still on the list? I have a bunch. Go for it. All right, so I want to start with "Mm-hmm" by Reliant K. Oh, oh uh, man, that's a good nice. one. Nice. Come on, guys. That's Come on. so good. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's perfect. Uh, I saw I'm so that. sorry. <laughs> I saw that tenth anniversary show. It was like the best night of my life. Yeah, it was a good. You know, up until concert. up until the next month when I saw Amberlynn, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Reliant, really, I guess anything by Reliant K, but specifically, mm-hmm, great album. Never get sick of it. Um, another new EP that my friends just released. Uh, it's called All the Kinds of Love You'll Find. They're called Anyone Anyway. Uh, they're from my hometown, Providence, Rhode Island, and it's really great. Five songs. 
super great album really into it it's been out for like a month so that's why it's not really high up there just because i haven't gotten too much time to really get into it um i have copeland on here but i guess we already talked about copeland tiny moving parts swell which actually came out in january i don't think we reviewed that one probably should have because it's uh spoiler one of the best albums of the year um turnovers peripheral vision never get sick of turnover and two more fleetwood max greatest hits any of their greatest hits albums i'm so into them and also abba's greatest hits which is definitely not related to mama mia i swear it's not related (laughs) (laughs) i did not see either of those coming i know so nobody Nobody in berlin No, Amberlynn is there, but they're just such an all-year-round staple that yeah. I can't really pin them to summer. The Never Take Friendship Personal is the the definitive Amberlynn summer album for me. Yeah, I, I actually might say, although if I did have to pick one, I guess I might say New Surrender. Yeah? I think that album's wicked underrated. I We should podcast about that, because the 10th yeah, anniversary is coming up pretty quickly, that, actually. Because so, we got to do that, because I have to get all this Amberlynn energy out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what else did you have? Uh, my runners-up are Jimmy World Bleed American, which I'm not going to say too much about because you can read my article, which is just me and a friend annoying another friend and his mom. Yeah, uh, that was so great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, next is AFI's ironically titled December Underground. Oh. Um, I started dating a girl in June, and AFI was her favorite band, and... I started listening to December Underground, and I just have vivid memories of walking into Panera Bread for work uh, during the summer and listening to Davey Havoc and just watching crazy lightning and, like, summer storms just going across the fields as I was walking in. And um, I'm going to say also Blink-22's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket because I was working at a terrible little food stand during the summer months when that came out, and this is in the period before I knew that you could find out information on the internet and someone just told me Blink-22 had a new album and I didn't believe them and then walked into a Best Buy and found it and bought it and listened to it pretty much non-stop until uh, school began the next year and last up I'm going to say Lucky Boy's Confusion Throwing the Game and Commitment Uh, it's a twofer because my friend who I mentioned earlier introduced me to Lucky Boy's Confusion and we found them at the beginning of the summer and basically listened to them nonstop for months at a time until uh, we found out they were still active in Chicago and then started coming to Chicago to see their live shows. It's stunning that it took like 26 minutes into the podcast about summer soundtracks for Blink-182 to be said. Like, that's crazy. Why? I And I could have put something of theirs on my list, but like... You think about Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, self-titled, um, and California. I feel like those are four like legendarily great summer albums. Like, are that- you guys ready for a confession? Go well, might might I also say you're both welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Go for it, Nadia. Are you sure I'm welcome? I don't like Blink One Eighty Two. Wow. Oh, there I said it. It's been recorded. Oh no. What do you? What do you? What's not to like? I. You know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like Blink-182. In breaking news, breaking news, Naughty's been fired from the site. I know, exactly. (laughs) It's why I didn't say it. It's why I didn't say it. Uh, I knew this would happen. I mean, I wonder about this a lot because, you know, (laughs) 
No, I seriously though, because like I, you know, if you grew up, like if you were in high school when Blink One Eighty Two was like a big deal, that's a thing. You know what I mean? I don't know what it would be like to like have discovered Blink One Eighty Two post like Blink One Eighty Two craziness. Yeah, because um, they're not that great. Sorry. <laughs> I accept. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only nostalgia for you. It really is. I All right. Well, I'm not sure that's the case, but I, um, I'll, I'll live with it. But I, I do think there was something to being there in the moment, and because if I hadn't been, maybe I would feel differently. Um, so I don't know. It is what it is. The so the band that the other band I want to mention that I'm shocked was not mentioned in this conversation as all time low because I feel and I and you know what I've got a theory about this I think that time like you know father time is doing a disservice to all time low I feel like as time goes on like that that band's kind of uh legend is in in being one of the new torchbearers of pop punk is starting to fade a little bit and it, it gets even a little bit harder for me to kind of go back to some of the older albums that I love, like I agree. Uh, So Wrong It's Right or Nothing Personal. Um, I, I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like if we did this podcast five years ago, all three of us would have named an all-time low album. Like, Am I wrong about that? No, I totally agree with that. The only thing I have to counterpoint it is I feel like for our generation, we really hang on to their older albums. And I work with a lot of people who really, really, really love All Time Low. And they're kind of, they're familiar with them within the last four years. Interesting. It's it's like they've done this weird thing. They haven't like fully crossed over, but they've crossed over. They've graduated from the scene, which is good. Um, but they've, they've got this whole separate audience. Like you either love the old All Time Low albums or you love the new All Time Low albums. There's not really Right, a... yeah. I think it's like All Time Low, Day to Remember, all of them, and then you have All Time Low in the 1975. Like I feel like they kind of had a break in the middle and then they came back, I think probably, I'd say it was Future Hearts and like stole the Future Hearts, no pun intended, aka the young folks. <laughs> LOL. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> If you had to pick an all-time low album for summer, what would it be? Mine would be uh, No Wrong, So Wrong, It's Right. Yeah, same. Kyle? Uh, nothing personal. Okay. Yeah, I'll accept it. And there you go. The the early albums making the list. So. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Um, Kyle, you mentioned My Chemical Romance, but I, for me, I go to My Chem in the fall. Um and I, I think we've talked about this before because you view Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge as a summer album. And I think if it was sound alone, it would be. But for me, the content of it is almost kind of like horror movie-ish. So I love to listen to it around Halloween. Um, plus, I got into the album in autumn. Plus, I saw them for the first time in autumn and it was one of my favorite concerts. And so um, I feel like I associate them with fall more than summer. But um, I don't yeah. know. I'm- no, I had them for summer just because uh, for me, I was in high school when Three Cheers for Sweet Re- Revenge came out. And uh, I saw someone wearing one of their shirts and just looked at it and going, I need to find out who this band was. And that's right before they exploded on MTV. And I remember my uh, my friend who I've mentioned through all my previous albums 
we're out and about and he just goes hey kyle this is a summer song right and he put on i'm not okay and i just staring at him like oh no we're gonna be in love forever (laughs) (laughs) uh nadia did you ever get into my chemical romance i do have a copy of the black parade um try harder I'm sorry. I think I, I think I got it around the 10 year anniversary anyway. Um, guys, I'm only 21. That before my time. All right. Literally before my time. Um, one other band that I feel like is worth bringing up in this conversation that was not mentioned a single time is Fallout Boy. Um, is, is Fallout Boy a summer band? Yes. Yes, for sure then why didn't we talk about them what what kept what kept us from mentioning them we're all terrible (laughs) because i'm going to see them at the end of the month i I think (laughs) (laughs) i guess i should too but i'm not (laughs) get out of here kyle (laughs) Uh, i think take this to your grave is a good summer album uh but a lot of my favorite stuff of theirs i don't listen to in the summer so i I don't know i don't know if they have like a an album that's like oh yeah this is the summer album of fallout i'm pulling up their discography (laughs) i uh (laughs) i i don't know when any of their albums actually came out uh for the most part what i I know i'm on wikipedia oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh what i know for sure is when i was in high school from under the cork tree came out and my girlfriend at the time was obsessed with them. And for some reason, it just, the the amount that she talked about them just annoyed me beyond what I can describe in words. And I refused to listen to them. Uh, and I refused to listen to them when Infinity on High came out. And it took a while. And then I just discovered them in the summer, some random year. I was working at Panera and we had a CD player in the back of the house and someone was playing them. And I knew it was Fall Out Boy, and I just had this moment of like, oh no, I think I love them. Yeah. I think maybe, the more I think about it, maybe American Beauty, American Psycho is the summer album, because it is super poppy. It's got the 4th of July song. No, I can totally see that. it's not my summer album, but it is one. What what is yours? Uh, Mine's Infinity on High, for sure. Because Infinity on High is my summer, but Fully Ado is definitely my fall. Which, hey, spoiler alert. That's one of my features soon. Fall is coming, folks. Oh, snap! Fall's coming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, actually, my story with Fall Out Boy is that I didn't like them for a very long time, but my best friend, Tori, really, really liked them and literally bought all of their albums, like, at once. And she's like, nah, you really do have to listen to Fall Out Boy at some point. And I was like, Sugar We're Going Down is enough. It wasn't enough, and now I love Fall Out Boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sugar We're Going Down is a song that if I, if I never heard it again, I'd be fine. Like, <laughs> I agree. At this point, yeah, I'd be fine. But the rest of their music is just so very good. So I'll take it. Fair enough. Cool. Good good stuff. Good chat about summer music. I feel like we got to the bottom of it. We've we've figured out what it means to like music in the summer. Um I don't know. That was that was meaningless and pointless, but um, it, was a good, <laughs> it was a good conversation about some of our favorite uh, summer music. And uh, thank can, you to. Oh, were you going to say something, Kyle? Can I throw in one last runner-up? Go for it. Weezer is the greatest man that ever lived. Oh, Weezer! Man, if there's any song that for me to find summer, it's the greatest man that ever lived. It's just. It's a rock epic that came out in, what, June? And it's just, it traverses every sound, everything there is. 
it's four or five minutes long. I forget. I don't care. I'm not a mathematician. It's just, it sounds amazing. And it will forever be Everybody. one of those things I associate with warm weather. No, because you know what? The Blue Album is also a summer album for me. Let's say all if of only- Weezer and be safe. You guys got to stop bringing up bands. If only the listeners oh, so right now could hear me shrugging my shoulders. I just, I don't. I, I got it, nothing on Weezer, man. I bet it sounds like this. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, oh, and no. I, I said this on Twitter uh, recently. I heard on the radio they covered uh, Toto, or they, yeah, they covered Toto. They they did Africa. They did. Sure did. And Reliant K did it a few years ago, and their version is better. So they why did. is it popular now for Weezer to cover a song that other people have covered better than they did? I don't understand that. So I this didn't has been, finish it's all dead. Actually, <laughs> Stop it, Kyle. Stop it. I'm talking. Listen, I didn't finish Twitter. You don't have. You do not have a Twitter, Kyle Schultz. All right, so you're not part of our Twitter party. Okay, that's true. But I tweeted oh, back at Kyle because he's right. Yeah. All right. Listen, Weezer plays Africa like they're playing the album. Yeah. There's nothing Weezer about it. No. And that's my hot take. It's super uninteresting. Um, and I'm sorry. Um, well, actually, no, I'm not. I, I'm not going to apologize. Oh, I. So, um, all right. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about Weezer. Um, <laughs> I agree with both of you, but I stand by my <laughs> statements. So, hurrah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, um, Thank you to both of you for uh, chatting tonight, and thank you to everybody listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, if you like hearing some people ramble about summertime music, well, I got news for you. We got a whole lot of other podcasts that you might enjoy, too. Just pull up the podcast app on your smartphone or go to uh, your favorite website to get podcasts, whatever you crazy kids do, and subscribe to It's All Dead. And be sure to leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, and of course, subscribe to stay up to date on every podcast we release. Just put out a couple of really good ones from Warp Tour uh, with Mayday Parade and As It Is, so check out those interviews when you get a chance. And of course, come visit us at itsalldead.com. Nadia, Kyle, thank you both for joining tonight. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's going to do it. And uh, I'm Kyle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more.